you know, sometimes it just feels like God is throwing everything at you. You know, sometimes it just feels like God or the universe or whatever you, you pray to or whoever you pray to or whatever the case may be, you know, it, it feels like it feels like everything's being thrown at you and, you know, you just don't know what to do. And if I sound, if I sound a little frantic right now, it's because I am. I am. I'm coming down from a festival. So I'm walking down the bus stop, right? I'm walking to the bus stop, right? So here in L.A., we have this. Uh, so the way it works is, you know, you got the freeway up here and then the street goes under the freeway. And then right where the street goes under the freeway, there's a station up here for the buses. Uh, so that's where I'm going. I'm going that way. You know, I get to the bus stop and there's elevators. You know, there's elevators. And and I was going to I was going to walk the stairs because, you know, usually I walk the stairs. You know, why not? I could use it. Uh, but. I was going to walk the stairs and then I decided to use the elevator instead, right? And that was my first mistake. You know, I was going to, I should have just gone with Overlive. I should have just done what I do every single time. I don't know why I chose to hit the elevator button this time, but hit the elevator button. You know, it's, it's hot. I'm fat. You know, it's all bad. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll just take the elevator. So I hit the elevator button, right? And, and so, you know, it's creaking down. It gets here and then the, the elevator's there. And, and then the elevator opens and and I shit you not. It opens and it's like a genie's lamp. Like it opens and then it's like poof, like like a, a cloud of smoke comes out the elevator. And like next thing you know, you know, I see a lady in there. I see a lady in the elevator, a homeless lady. And, and actually, I don't even know if she was really there. I might have been tripping already at this point. I might Maybe I hallucinated the lady. I have no idea. But the smoke hits me and this lady's just there staring. She's just staring at the wall like like she's just like I'm, I'm here looking at her. So I'm so I'm just kind of giving her a stare at the side of her face, you know, and um, I tell her good morning. So I tell her good morning and she just doesn't say anything, doesn't turn, no reaction at all. And so I, at this point, I'm thinking I'm dead or something. Maybe I'm out of my body, out of body experience, something like that. But, you know, and then, of course, you know, I just. Kind of was like, all right, I guess this is her elevator. She claimed the territory, so I just, you know, uncomfortably just went up the stairs anyway, which is a lesson, which is always take the stairs. And not only that, but um, be careful because you might get hit by a cloud of fentanyl smoke when you press an elevator button. You know, and the sad part about this, this is just another day in the L.A. slums. You know, it's just a regular occurrence. These are just things that are happening, and we're just expected to kind of accept it, you know. And then the thing is that, you know, I imagine there's probably rich people that come from nice neighborhoods. They got to commute through the hood, and then they're like, Pointing out their windows like if it's a safari. Like, look, kids. These are all the people that, uh, like, look, kids. This is how the poor people live. You don't want to be poor. But seriously, though, seriously, it's disheartening. If, if that's, is that a right, it's disheartening. It's, it's sad to say. And people will get mad at you if you say anything about the homeless, you know? Like, I'm the asshole for making a joke about it and laughing at how ridiculous the situation is. Like, it's my fault because I want to make a joke. Look at it closely. It's my fault that I don't want to get blasted in the face by fentanyl smoke. And then possibly hallucinate a lady who's staring at a wall. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if that was real or not. And that's what gets me about people who are outside of the community, who aren't in poverty, who aren't in these everyday situations, who are so disconnected but claim to be allies and speak for us. And, and they really have the majority say because they have more influence because we don't have as much influence for what we say about ourselves. But it just gets me every single time. But I find it ironic how those are the people representing us, people who have no attachment to the reality of what we go through every day, of what's going on here in South Central. And not just South Central, but every working class community in America, I assume, is somewhat similar, and we're just expected to. I see videos like this in Philly, too, just like L.A., where people are just slumped over on the sidewalks, 
it's kind of like whatever, and people walk past them like nothing, and then the kids have to walk past them, which must be traumatizing. And the truth is that nobody's coming to save us. You know, they've been saying the same thing for decades. They've been saying the same lines, the same shit over and over again. And to be honest with you, I don't really even care that much about myself. Really, what my concern is the people around me and the community and all those people, knowing that there are people out there who just want to live their life and they have to go through these hurdles every single day just because the government pretty much gave up on our communities. And then it's expected for you to just treat it like it's normal, but you can't really treat it like it's normal because, you see, this is the thing. You can maybe go through it once and then just kind of brush it off, all right, whatever. But when you're going through this every single day and the setting never changes and you see these same things and the sadness and this... This, and you see these things that make you really sad and depressed and you see humans being outcasted by society and treated very badly then that does something to your psychology without a doubt there's no way to there's no way to avoid something like that you know before you know it you're trapped in some mindset that you don't even realize you're trapped in you start to identify with poverty and then you start to conform with the limited resources the limited work being put in the limited care being put into our communities because we just feel like that's what we deserve because of where we are and who we are which is just a trap essentially and this isn't just me talking these are serious psychological ramifications that we got to pay for but i'm a bad guy if i make a joke about it or if i laugh about it or if i just laugh at just how ridiculous the situation is or the fact that people somehow can't make sense of the common sense it really starts to feel like we're living in some alternate or separated dimension or something like that and this is the seriousness of the issue this is why it's important that we continue to have these conversations until they become the conversation that we're having because we need all hands on deck and we need to all come together collectively and brainstorm and plot and put an effort for each other, towards each other, towards the community so that we can actually start to make substantial improvements to the quality of life that we have here in our neighborhood and in the community and in the surrounding cities and eventually in the whole world. But at the same time, you got to add enjoyment to what you do. So find something you enjoy and then see if there's a way to apply those resources to your community, to the people around you and see how much of a difference you can make. You never know. But yeah, everybody out there, be safe. Peace.